Coca, su naray, su naray en ti. 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 Hello, welcome to this new episode of the Mango TV podcast. Today I'm very excited, I'm very pleased to have Diego Taran. Diego has worked in all fields of the music industry for 30 years, helping artists find their inner voice. Since he moved to Ibiza during COVID, he has focused on all research related to sound healing and working with artists whose music becomes a tool for achieving higher state of consciousness. He has created the music label recording studio called House of Frequency and is fully committed to enrich the possibility for the live music scene in the island. He believes psychedelics are definitely an amazing tool for reconnecting with ourselves and for creativity, but need to be addressed with more cautiousness. We are starting to commit the same mistake that in the 60s, he says, and also that there are some other amazing tools to find and keep the state of inner connection with more safety. Thank you very much for being here, Diego. Thank you, Giancarlo. <laughs> so, yes, Diego is a real special character because, you know, as you know, um, music and sound is integral part of the psychedelic experience. To the, ex to the extent even, I was with um, one of a big uh, VC investor in the psychedelic space, And he told me that um, you know there is two really effective way to invest in the new psychedelic renaissance. One is drug development, and the other is music. I was like, oh my god, it's really happening. Uh, so we will talk about everything in America. There is a, 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 a musician called East Forest, and they they say that he started a movement called Conceremony the integration of concert and ceremony. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's tell us a little bit about your journey. You know, w you, know you, you were like a you know, businessman, city boy, like me, like many of us, and then what happened? Well, um, should I start from the very beginning? But like my first uh, experience with... Uh, Uh, psychedelic yes, and, sure. and my, my passion with music I think they were a little bit connected connected no? exactly yeah. tell us about that yeah well I, I started being crazy uh, about uh, music when I was very young no? like obsessed I wanted to do everything in my life related to to the music no? and I had my first psychedelic experience really young too with um, uh, how old 15. Madrid in uh, in the place where I go uh, where I used to go for summertime and in Spain? I, I didn't know what it was really I, th I thought it was something you know like actually I was going to buy some some little house and they told me no we don't have house but we have trippies no is how uh -huh. they call it and I said okay give me one trippy and I tried by myself without knowing what it was and it was an amazing experience no what, what was it this trippy What what was it? Yeah, what medicine was it? It was LSD. 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 No. So. Do you remember how much would you say? It was a big trip, like ego dissolution. It was no. It was uh, it was half 
off a second, of, of, yeah. of so a maybe paper, fi- and I went out uh, for a night, and I felt amazingly incredible, no? and funny, and mature, and connected, and it was an unbelievable experience. And then um, there was one year w- uh, when I was 16 that I spent in San Francisco, during my senior year, and there was the whole boom of the psychedelic thing in in San Francisco, no? in the in the eighties. Uh, there was uh, concerts, and there was the whole psychedelic culture was really strong, uh, still lasting, no, from the from the seventies. Wh- which year where was that? Uh, wh- uh, that was eighty uh, six. Eighty six. Yeah. So I had my experience with psychedelics from my 15s to my 20s and I took them you know to listen to music hang out with friends go to to concerts and I had a bad experience when I was 20 with all this recreational experience and I stopped doing psychedelics or any kind of other drugs until I was much more you know mature I reconnected with with psychedelics in uh, when I was 28 but that was for ceremonial work and since then all my experience i consider myself like an advanced uh, uh, psycho uh, psychonaut but they, they, they have been in a really uh, ceremony field so your love for music start was jump started by the trippies you think i think it was it was earlier but i immediately established the connection you no know? and I, i i believe I, mean, i think it's very easy to explain i mean music is is frequencies and the psychedelics what they give you is higher frequency you no know? uh, we all made of frequencies sometimes we we become untuned we go on lower frequencies and psychedelics they give you higher frequencies you no know, to tune you You know all this thing about the scale of consciousness. Yeah, I want, I want, I want to dig into that. But first, I want to let you finish a little bit the biography. Mm-hmm. So, so the bad trip was in your 20. My bad trip was in my 20s. Yeah. yeah. But so what happened? You th- I went out. Uh, it was a long night. Uh, I drink alcohol. Mm. I was exhausted. Mm. I needed to go home, mm. and somebody gave me something and which I didn't. I shouldn't have taken because the night was already over. I didn't have the energy, and so I, I took this and I went home. And it was for me it was time to rest. Yeah, jumping, kicking. Yeah, and it, it it wasn't it wasn't safe. I just did it in a unsafe. No, I didn't have the energy. Well, I didn't have the preparation. LSD. I had some. What, what do you th- what do you think it was? Uh, it was LSD, yeah, the microdot thing, no, yeah. which I thought it wasn't gonna be as strong, and it was. So you felt you strong. you felt you were going crazy. You felt. Uh, uh, I think uh, bad trips are when you um, now I know no, and uh, when you don't have the set the proper set and the setting. But what's the experience? What's the symptoms of a bad? I couldn't sleep. I was just a lot of thoughts coming to my mind. But I, I guess. Uh, Yeah, like you know, the, what is this thi- thinking? Repetitive thinking, um, Obsess- you know, obsessive, obsessive, and uh, and I understood it was I just didn't have the set and the setting and the and the energy, you know, to yeah. deal to deal with it. So I became like obsessed to get out. I think that's what happens no? when you have a, have a trip that you want to get out from it and then, then it's... And the more you want to get out, the harder it gets. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh-huh. 
And so, okay, so let's go, let's continue. I'm curious to, when you decide to make music your life? I think my first contact with, with music, I was like eight or nine years old. We had MTV, and, and I saw this guy, David Byrne from the Talking Heads. Uh, he was doing this, this amazing concert, and he was playing Psycho Killer. No, with that this is really famous show, no? yeah. and I became immediately, you know, attracted to to that. And then David Bowie, of course, was uh, for me like my my opening, no, big inspiration. Uh, but when I was really really young, eleven years old, I was listening to really advanced, no, uh, electronic music or ambient or Brian Eno or th things like that. I mean, I was I went really really fast and dig into. Um, mature music, no, for for that age, and uh, I became really, really obsessed. I started playing all sorts of instruments. I had bands, and I did everything myself to to start working in music-related business. Nice, nice, nice. And 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 then someone gave you a chance, like a music producer. Yeah, when I finished my career, uh, there was a. An announcement in the newspaper. They were looking for someone to work, uh, you know, to, on the sales department in Warner Music. Warner Music. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, I entered in Warner. Then I became chief of sales. Then product manager. I did marketing. I went to all the all the promotion, radio, TV, press, and then became very young A&R, which is the guy who deals with the artist. Mm. And I signed a first artist that was... ENR stands for? Artists and Research. Artists and Research, yeah. 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 Or Artist Relations, yeah. I mean, there is... Yeah. So it's the, the person that deals with the with the artists, no? With the, the, tell them, you know, decide which songs to record, which studio, which producer, the musician. Yeah, like so. a manager, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so who was your first client? I signed this this artist, uh, my first assignment, and they went huge. They they went like two million copies, and wow. uh, and, uh, and they were nominated to Grammy Latins, and uh, so I was promoted in another company as an ANR director. But tell us the name about the uh, Cafe Quijano. Cafe Gitano. Cafe Quijano. Like Latin rock music, but so did, how, did you help them to find their voice, to find their? Would you help them more with the um, with the lyrics, with the sound, with the positioning, with the marketing? What was your specialty? How, what felt natural for you to help them with? For me, I mean, this this is a thing that is been evolving. No, I mean, my relationship back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back then was about finding the the songs and the sound and the musicians in the studio, the idea for the for the clip. Yeah. Right now, I do different. Kind I know, I know. <laughs> we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Just, just indulge me. Sorry, I know people don't like it that I'm so structured, but I just would like to take the audience to where you are now, a little gradually. So, you did the corporate career at Warner. You get Cafe Gitano, two million copies. You felt on top of the world, and then you went to work for another studio, another another record company, another record another company called EMI. 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 Okay. And I was A uh, and R director, which is the guy that really yeah. takes the decision on which are the artists. And yeah. The, 
And what is the word? And and the, was I, was, I was very young uh, yeah. for that. I was like the youngest yeah. guy to achieve that position. In yeah. the, in But what, did, wh what was the thing that turned you on in that job? What was the, mom the moment when you felt so excited that you feel like inebriated, like this is my life? When when what happens for me the, the the moment that I enjoy most in the music industry is when I I become in love with an with an artist and we are starting you know we are starting to Date. to find <laughs> yeah to find the the sound and the ideas and he's really insecure and he doesn't know where and uh, that moment I mean it's beautiful no when they are super successful and 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 they then they have a bigger structure and but for me the the most exciting times are the the, the moment of you know helping the artists find their yeah. inner voice but how yeah. do you choose your artists what is the falling in love you know for a, for a, for a woman for us men uh -huh. we can talk about that and yeah. what what makes you fall in love with an artist well it's been completely different yeah. in my career yeah. Uh, at the beginning, I was I was looking for 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 artists which were uh, like really commercial. Yeah. You know, they could do songs to sound in the radio. Yeah. You know, and uh, because I was working in a major company, and they were asking me to you know to sign artists in yeah. order to make money. To sell, of course. Make, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And then this is been evolving. No, I stop I stop working in major companies, and I create my own labels and management company back in 2012 yeah so i took the freedom on on choosing the artist to work with more related more close to my personal feelings so or the artist i really enjoy the music yeah. and then since then it's become even more. deeper the relation that i work with the artists are really the person that are also really inspiring for Yeah, yeah. But so that was, what was the name of the production company that you created? Uh, back in the 2012, yeah. I, cre I started with this label, Mundo Zurdo. Which, which Mundo Azurdo. Mundo Azurdo, yeah. That was... Absurd uh, world. Zurdo <laughs> is left-handed. Ah, yeah. ah, not absurd. I did, I did sign a, an artist... How do you say left-handed in Spanish? Zurdo. Zurdo, ah, Zurdo. interesting. Yeah. So already you had this approach of being a little bit out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. interesting. And so, and then we can go into the thing you want to talk about. <laughs> But, um, so your, the, the, your personal record label that was in Madrid, that was still a little bit you know, out of the ordinary, but still commercial. And that was your job until COVID, probably? Yeah, well, until COVID, 2019, at the end I was, You know, um, managing four different labels, mm. uh, uh, nine nine artist management company, mm. publishing. I had um, a participation in a restaurant, a participation in a club. Mm. I was managing a lot of things. I have a, my own studio in my house. I mean, like many things. So very busy. I was in a really strong peak of you know stress and. Uh, Yeah, even worse than when I was in in, in major company. No? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then COVID hit. And then COVID hit. And then what happened? Well, I always had um, really strong relation with with this island. Mm. Uh, my wife was born here. 
my father-in-law is really connected to to this island. He was the founder of uh, Amnesia, and so we used to we used to come to come to the island off season. I didn't like the island during the summertime, no? so we used to come maybe January, you know, or Easter, and so with COVID, uh, it was hell in Madrid. My kids, they had to be homeschooling. My house was, they were, they were doing some works in the street and there was a lot of noise. I mean, and so we managed to escape to the to Ibiza. It was for three weeks. Then we stayed one more week. Then we got this friend who let us the house for the summer. And then we found an amazing place no, to stay and an amazing school. And, and then we decided to stay maybe for a year and and now we have you know me and my wife and my kids we have a a project to stay in the uh, in the house no i i i managed to cease almost all my activities in madrid i still am managing some big artists uh, a big artist but uh, i'm deeply focused now on all, all my activities to be here present in the in the in the island no yeah, and you created the House of Frequency. Uh huh. House of Frequency. But so tell us, tell us the genesis of a House of Frequency. You know, I remember I came to a party at your house. I think it was maybe the opening of the House of Frequency or your birthday, and you made a speech that really stayed with me. You know, you mentioned different actor in this island yeah. doing incredible thing, and you 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 basically you know highlighted this ecosystem of players that would then really increase consciousness yeah. in the world yeah. through music. Yeah. And I got immediately hooked uh -huh. because, you know, I always thought that, you know, I always, my form of expansion of consciousness has always been psychedelics, but I feel psychedelics is not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, I, 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 when now our, our listeners know that I'm exploring Tantra, Neo-Tantra as a way of expanding consciousness, but also that is not for everybody. There's a lot of eye-gazing for yeah. some people. Yeah. <laughs> but music, it's really accessible and international and everybody loves it. And so, so tell me, how did we go to that speech? From you being busy with like four labels and a management company and a restaurant and, and, and then now you're in Ibiza and, and, and you want to expand consciousness. How that happened? Well, first, I when I came to Ibiza, I immediately start like really become really interested about the consciousness, consciousness and frequency altogether, no, and and I was always talking to people about frequencies, no. So the the, the name for my house and the studio and the label immediately came, which was House of Frequency. And I started digging very deep into sound healing music and studying a lot of different no, scales, mic microtonal music, and all these uh, delta waves, uh, frequencies, uh, you know, to keep you in a more relaxed state of mind. All this, you know, Columbia scale, the solfagio, you know, frequencies and uh, everything that could be read it and studied about, about, about this. And, um I I did I, I went to some sound ceremonies, some with medicine, some without. I went to sound ceremonies, really amazing sound ceremonies without any kind of uh, medicine. I did a lot of breath work also without any kind of 
of medicine, and I, I immediately um, understood that the same state could be achieved through music, through breathing, and with medicine. But you could take medicine out and, and reach the same, the same experience, no? And uh, maybe not as huge, maybe not six hours of deep journey, but uh, definitely a really nice and safe experience, no? To to open and on your blocks and uh, so after um, there's something I understood immediately, which was the. I mean, there is not a frequency that heals everyone. We 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 might be some untuned, no, out of tune. Some of our organs might be out of tune, but there is not the four four two frequency that will heal you or will help me. I understood that more important than any frequency is the uh, the intention of the of the of the guy who's who's doing the music, no. And there is, uh, in terms of healing, there is a much more power when there is a live guy playing in here than if you listen to the music recorded in Spotify. Mm. That's what I discovered for me that was the biggest uh, thing, no? Like, uh, you you know this book from this Japanese guy with the, with the drops of water, no? The crystals. Mm. And the, when you play music to the crystals, the, the you water... You change the molecular structure. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, th this is something I study also. It, it, it has to be, uh, it's connected with the physic, quantum physics, no? Mm. But uh, I understood how important it was, more than any scale, more than any frequency, that the music is play life, and there is an intention from the guy who's playing in order to heal, no? And uh, the effects is completely different than if you play pre-recorded music, so. One of the ideas that came to me really intense is like, why uh, there is so such a few space in Ibiza to play live music? I mean, everything is it's amazing. Ibiza has been the the focus of electronic music for the last thirty years. It's created the the biggest anthems in electronic music, but there is not opportunities for live music in in the island. And I've been dealing with a lot of international artists that wanted to come to Ibiza to play live music, and there wasn't there, there wasn't opportunities, no, because the, it was just people came here for the clubs and for party, and and they stopped. You know, and I mean the, the live music in Ibiza stopped. So I immediately wanted to map the artists living here and the possibilities in order to explore. So I want I would like to I would like to expand a little bit on this concept. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned um, the Japanese book on on how sound um, affect the molecular structure of the water. Uh, we've seen in um, in uh, what the bleep do you what the bleep do you know back in the days. But so I'm curious, and I would like you to expand on. Um, you said that um, not only the sound, the frequency of sound affect the molecular stru structure of the water, so most likely the molecular structure of human beings. But you said that the intention of the musician affect in a way. But so, can you try to explain how, how that the intention would then, you know, like pass into the sound and then, the, then pass into our molecular structure is pretty esoteric stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, I cannot really explain because it's, it's, it's quantum physics, yeah. no? I mean, I, I don't have the knowledge to know, but this yeah. is true. I mean, it's not the same for you to listen a song in Spotify, which can be a beautiful experience yeah. that attend to a soul and connect with 2,000 yeah. people with yeah. the same music and vibration with a guy that is producing the music yeah. at that present time, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I've done a holotropic breath work recently it's you know it's this practice that uh, stan groff who's the godfather of psychedelic assisted psychotherapy created with the wife christina they created holotropic breath work and 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 this system it's works with music really you know you have this you know you over oxygenate your brain you go like this deep breathing with your mouth and then there is a playlist and that's where the magic happens And in this playlist that can be an hour and a half up to, you know, we call it level one, one hour and a half, level two, three hours. And this three hours playlist guides you and controls your emotions. And so there is, you know, like a a departure, a taking off. And then there is, you know, I've done this here with an extremely skillful facilitator in the island. And you arrive at some stage, at some sort of threshold that then allows you to transcend, that then allow you to forget who you are and go into a mystical state. And that would happen thanks to the music that would you guide you there. Yeah. So this is incredible. So this is what you're describing, right? Yeah, well, the, you are talking with with a playlist, right? Yeah. I mean, I've... I've participated in, in uh, music ceremonies yeah. where there is live musicians and then there is pre-recorded music being played. And uh, don't take me wrong, I mean, pre-recorded music is amazingly beautiful when you are in a higher state because it opens your your emotions. But the, When it's live, it's even stronger. When it's live and it's shared with an audience and then share and, and there is a guy putting the intention to yeah to help the, the effect is even stronger no? yeah yeah but so 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 you went in a mission to find musician that plays with intention <laughs> <laughs> right well yeah i immediately i one of one of the guys i was working in my in my label alex serra yeah which is an amazing you've seen him live no yeah. yes and yeah. uh, it's an amazing uh human being and and he went in in a in an amazing journey to find his his, his inner voice and uh, mm. what he found is a treasure no he he, he doesn't not only have an, this unique voice but the 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 message he found himself uh, and his sharing is is unbelievable and uh, and, and the concerts he he does is 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 already like a ceremony no like yeah, 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 it's an yeah. So I I was wor- working uh, with him before coming to to the island, yeah. and I brought him, and and he connected immediately with the uh, with the uh, with the island and the conscious and everything that was happening in here. And then I started to meet some artists, you know, that were digging in the same in the same place, like Ape in Ware and Nick Nick Mulby, they maybe not musical but he's conscious the the words he uses yeah. the, the way he you know he um, he describes the present moment for humanity is uh, really uh, conscious at the same time no? so for me it was it was easy to I find this artist or so this artist they found me no? and, yeah uh, yeah 
But so it's it's interesting. It's very interesting what you're saying. Um, it is also possible, you know. I s- remember us speaking with some uh, with some um, musician, and you know when you said like Alex Serra has done all this inner work to find the inner voice. But sometimes I feel that the deeper you go, then you go out, yeah. and it's like the 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 message really comes from maybe you know some sort of like cosmic design. You become like a channeler. Yeah. Many musicians they say you know when they ask but so where do you come your inspiration and he says it's come from God. Yeah. Absolutely. Do, do you have that in your label? <laughs> in this label, yeah. The artists I'm working they are yeah. totally they they know all of them that they are channelers. Yeah. And and they know they they are getting their their inner voice from maybe back uh, past uh, lives, exactly, and, uh, exactly. past cultures and. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Amazing what you're doing. So would you say that yours is the first uh, conscious label or is happening in the rest of the world? Not also? the first. Uh, I mean, the, uh, I think conscious music has, has existed for, for many years. Yeah. No, no, no. They call they call they call, there's, there is conscious rap. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But they, I never heard conscious. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the they say that this picture of the Earth being taken, you know, from from, from, the, from the moon. moon. No? And there was the the beginning of the conscious, you know, the con- conservation conscious movement yeah. on Earth. No? Yeah. And I think there was uh, music done back in the 60s and the 70s, like Brian Eno, he yeah. was the father of the ambient music, mm. and he he wrote this this album no, uh, called Apollo, which was, uh, I don't know if you know that album, it has this amazing track mm-hmm. called An Instant. And the album described the, how would a, a man would feel, you know, being in, in the space without the, the gravity, no? For me, when I heard that album, really small, I didn't know back then, but for me, it's one of the uh, early beginners albums of the conscious music, no? yeah. for example. I mean. yeah. And if you go back and dig into, you know, uh, world music. I mean, it's not only from from Europe. I mean, uh, and uh, you dig into the scales and the sacred music from the. I mean, there's. I mean, so it's not even from this century. Yeah. Music yeah. was used to achieve conscious. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Even in the beginning, no, in in Africa. I yeah. mean, uh, of the, course. A so drum. The, yes. A yes. drum is made with a tree and a piece of cow, no, yes. a skin of cow. Yeah. And it was it's a sacred instrument, no, to connect with the rhythm of the of the of the earth. So it was totally sacred. You know what they say about the, the Romans, no? The lyre of Hermes yeah. was also a weapon to I mean a weapon, a tool to connect with the with the god. So mm. sacred or high conscious music has been always here. I think we lost it. Yeah. I mean don't don't take me wrong. I love electronic music and I love dancing and going out. But when music becomes something just for party, it lost the that power. Yeah. Yeah. For me a song a song had always the power to be a revolution, no? A yeah. single a single song. Beautiful. And I think we music has lost cons- conscious on the way. Yeah. It's fun, no? To yeah. to dance reggaeton. I love it sometimes too. Yeah. Dance, but it was <laughs> yeah. music conceived with a with a sex chakra, yeah. not with the heart or, or yeah.
Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. But so one topic that is very dear to you is, um, you know, the possibility that um, psychedelic might be abused. Yeah. So tell us a little bit like that. Um, when uh, expand a little bit on this concept of uh, abuse. Well, you know, in the sixties, back back in the sixties, this the, all these psychedelics, there was amazing studies, like right now, and even everything was interrupted, no, and the substance went all to the A list, and so we've been without studies on psychedelics for fifty years. Yeah, and now back in the twenty ten, what it yeah. was, yeah, uh, those substances were again, you know, included, and we could start doing research. Yeah. The problem with this, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. The problem with, that is happening right now, especially in places like like Ibiza, no? it's like uh, we are not taking serious the... We know to, in order to take psychedelics, we need to do a proper set and a proper setting. Yeah, it's the yeah, first yeah. rule, no? Yeah. And people is not taking this seriously. Uh, and they are taking psychedelics by themselves, a lot of quantities, every week. They are not doing a proper, you know, set. They are not doing a proper integration. They are using psychedelics to escape. To escape. And that is, you know, bringing a lot of uh, mental health issues. And uh, I'm very sad with this because it, it can be a moment where, you know, the pharmaceutical industry and the governments and the legislation take examples of this. Yes, so right. This abuse in order to interrupt. Yeah, the most amazing thing that is happening right now with, yeah. with all. Yeah. So I'm a little bit, you know, concerned, and yeah, I think we we all that know this the psychedelics, we we have to to raise our hand and say, guys, use this properly, please. Be careful, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Absolutely, in Spain now, there's been some um, uh, raids of of police during yeah. ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah. I think there's been like four. And and then when they go when they go in front of the judge, you know there is um, there is no um, crime because in Spain, you know you can do even if DMT is illegal, uh, you can you know personal consumption is allowed, but um, but for sure you need to be um, really careful in doing with the right practitioners. Definitely not doing in, you know, people that take one gram, two gram of mushroom at concert. I think it's a little bit reckless. So, so it, it's true that we don't want to make the same mistake with LSD and the Ken Kesey and the prankster that were like having crazy party. And then, yeah. you know, then casualties happen and yeah. people get hurt. And yeah. that was the excuse for the government to, to, to criminalize this compound. So, so this point you're raising is very important. Um, even even right now, I mean, I know I have close people uh, in this island that uh, I, I can a few cases, no? Yeah. Of people taking psychedelics by their own, yeah. Too much every week, and now they are facing, you know, like uh, it triggers mental. Yeah. And this is uh, really scary, no? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 very important that you bring this up. Um, you know, Jamie Wheel from. Um, from the flow movement, um, he says that we, there is a new generation of um, uh, peak uh, peak addict, you know, addicted to peak and bliss whore. Yeah, you know, because it's true. Part of the psychedelic experience, Mike, you know, 
at their best might create this peak experience of pleasure and, and joy and heaven and yeah. and connection. Um, but that's you know it's like that's one part of the experience. Then you know you need to do the work. Yeah. You, you need you know this realization, this sense of connectivity, then needs to translate in your everyday life, in your behavior, mm -hmm. in the way you relate to others, in the way you talk to yourself. Yeah. If you know, like someone sent me a message, like everybody wants to do ayahuasca, nobody wants to do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you know, because it's it's you know this psychedelic that teach us a new way to relate with oneself with other. And that's my sounds a little preachy and 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 woohoo, but ultimately, you know, they open your heart and they increase this connectivity with other. And and if you keep on going back looking for the peak experience and the bliss, but then without integrating the teaching, then it's a, it's a way to, of misusing it. Yeah, yeah. And and people, you know, and then practitioner would bank on it because you know it, then it becomes a business. And then you know a practitioner see the same people coming over and over again, and not every practitioner is ethical enough to say, "Listen, you know these planta teachers, like every teachers, you need to do the homework and learn what they taught you, because if you show up again without having done the homework, the teacher lose interest." Yeah. But 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 they don't. Most of these practitioners they take the check. For me, it's very easy to to get lost in the realms of the vegetable the how's it called the plant the, medicine the plant medicine yeah. it's very i mean it's it's so beautiful to to you know to watch a tree talking yeah. breathing and yeah. uh, and but we have to remember that we are opening portals to yeah. some other dimensions our astral body is out of our body i mean it's like we are diving on uh, like 200 meters underwater I mean, it's not a journey that you can do, you know? You have to, we have to take care. I mean, when we cannot do this by ourselves, we do this because we need to heal things, not just to have fun and see the universe exploding in our. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I totally am super happy that, that all these substances are being regulated. I mean, uh, miss, uh, Legalizando. Yeah, rescheduling and legalizing. Yeah. But uh, I'm concerned on how will this, you know, uh, what will happen? You were mentioning about what, what is the future in the next 10 years, no? Yeah. I mean, if everyone can buy psychedelics in the store uh, to, to go on a party and they mix with other substances, and uh, I mean, there's going to be immediate cases of, you know, psychosis. And uh, yeah. So I, I think they, they need. Uh, Really strict prescription. No? Uh, psychedelics can only be taken if there is a safe set and a safe setting. Yeah. No? Um, yeah. The the model now, the maps model, and the uh, you know compact pathways. The big companies they are basically creating a program to license therapists, uh -huh. and the li only the licensed therapists can access the medicine, and only them can give it to the yeah, patient yeah. so the model that now the regulators and the and the you know the new bio company are creating is 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 not to be able to be able to, for the retail for the people to be able to access it yeah, yeah. but then again you know we can discuss that um you know the training i mean who certifies this practitioner 
and this is I don't want to be too much off topic because we wanted to really to talk about music. Um, but the question is, you know, is it is it even possible to integrate this medicine that comes with the cosmovision of cosmic design and ancestry medicine into a secular materialistic health care that don't believe yeah. you know if you ask a psychologist they don't in, they don't talk about god they don't talk about spirit they don't talk about ancestry they don't even talk about creating support they don't even hug they can't touch they can't even take for a coffee it's you know like the the mental health model of the western world is almost incomp- incompatible yeah. with the plant medicine world yeah. but um, but tell us a bit more about music so what are you up to now are you looking for artists if people are listening to is there some conscious musician <laughs> out there? Should they send you a reel or no? no, no? Not, not really. I have a pre-packed agenda in the studio, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also uh, directing this this new festival. Oh, nice! Tell us about it. Uh, the idea is bringing live music to to Ibiza, no? And but for me, it's like an an act of bringing regaining consciousness, no? Mm. So this is going to happen this year for the first edition. It's going to be in Escanar. It's going to be a 2,000 people capacity wow. scenario. It's, a, it's, it's like an outdoor? It's, it's an outdoor. Big near, field? In the beach, Escanar, ah, nice. near the forest. I want to do some kind of uh, program like, I don't know if you know, Noches del Botanico in Madrid or Pirineo Sur. Nice. Like two artists each night. For how many nights? Ten, ten nights. Ten nights. I mean, when, you don't need to go to the ten nights. You, of course. Which of course. is the night you want to go, and you buy a single ticket for the night. Amazing. It's like a program. When when is gonna be? This is gonna be from uh, the sixth to the sixteenth of of July. Oh, okay, so and come, we're coming soon. Announce the artists really soon. Yeah. And it's gonna be amazing. Amazing yeah. artists never came to Ibiza. Never came to. To Spain at all? And, uh, I think Amazing. They they all gonna sing with intention. Yeah, the artists are bringing. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really clear intention. Yeah. yeah. But so, how people can find information about that? The festival. Yeah. We 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 are gonna be announcing April the twenty eighth. Yeah. But give us an insight here on like, is there a website? Is there a website? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like to to tell. Not yet. I mean, I can I can tell you maybe. Yeah, some of the bigger artists living in the island are gonna be performed. Yeah, like Alex and Ape and, and Nick. Nick yeah. But we are bringing some amazing artists. I mean, I can maybe do a window for you and like an exclusive. <laughs> I'm bringing this North African. No, but I'm not asking if you can't disclose them. But just like you know, for people that are listening, yeah. if they want to come, uh-huh. it, it, what's the name of the festival? Kanakana. Kanakana. It's gonna be kanakana.com. Kanakana.com. Yeah. Okay. Kanakanamusic.com. Kanakanamusic.com. So we're going to put it on the show notes. Yeah, yeah. And people can but buy it's gonna be ticket. It's going to be heavily promoted and announced, and there's big bands and artists coming, so it's going to be, I mean, it's going to reach people in Ibiza. Amazing, amazing. And so what's going to be the policy for medicine? <laughs> in, in the festival? Yeah. I was discussing with my partners if we should do no alcohol as a policy. Nice. No? Nice. And I mean, I think it would be uh, really challenging, no, in order because I want this festival to have to be, you know, like an engine of conscious, like the act of bringing live music back to the island is a conscious act of restoring, you know, this. Uh, 
because the the festival has this climate, you know, uh, conscious theme. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we are talking with Brianinos Earth Person Organization in order to be partner with them and some other organizations. At the end, the festival pretends, you know, to to, to be, you know, in uh, uh, the message of Earth, the urge of Earth conservation. Be be the message, no, of this of this festival. That's why we are doing this. That's why. But so you ask the musician to. We are choosing artists that are fitting, fitting. Yeah, this this, this theme. Yeah, yeah. I'm not bringing Sakira. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. That's so interesting because I think you're really, you know, creating a movement. I mean, I stopped alcohol, as you know, yeah. <laughs> seven months ago, eight months ago. So I'm I'm totally with you. Um, how do we how do we create successful event without alcohol? Maybe having just one drink. <laughs> so with the ticket, you get, a, you know, with, the, you, with your ticket, yeah. you can get one drink. And then that's it. If you don't have, the, the ticket is gone. Because... Well, for me, uh, I tell you, uh, you know, have you been in, in the Garden of Light, no? Jason yes. and Maris, yes. Yes, they, they started doing this last year. Uh, and it's yes. a beautiful programming. I've yeah. been helping them with, with some artists yeah. and doing rehearsals of some of the artists they've been presenting in my place. And... Uh, and it was and I, it was taking some people from friends from Madrid, no, to yeah. to Garden of Light, and yeah. they said, "Okay, I'm gonna get a beer." No, 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 you cannot get a beer. And they were like, "What?" I mean, it was like the yeah. the idea of spending three four hours in a place just connecting with the music. I think it's for for a lot of people, even for me at the beginning, no, it was like, "But I cannot get a mezcal or uh, or or a wine if I want." The idea was is shocking at the end, at the beginning, but uh, the experience of being in contact with the music without alcohol, yeah. it was unbelievable. The level of you know in- integration between yeah. the artists and the uh, and the audience, no. Yeah. But this festival we are doing is two thousand people. Yeah. I mean, I love to, I, I love to be the first festival without with alcohol. this capacity. Yeah. Just saying this message, no, there's no alcohol. There's just there's such a beautiful integration with the audience when yeah. you don't have this low frequency yeah. substance. No? Are you gonna be able to do it? Mm, no, because there is. I mean, there are <laughs> <laughs> because the force some, of commerce. Some of my partners. I mean, they are saying like, okay, they go, yeah, maybe this, but we need to have this maybe natural wine and this yeah. uh, whatever organic yeah. beer and yeah. artisan mezcal and yeah. That's a big topic, you know. Um, I've, 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 I've shared in this podcast that, you know, we're developing an ecosystem in, uh, in the old town where we're going to have therapy room for transpersonal and somatic work and uh, incredible teachers. And so we're now looking for an operator for a bar. And then we were like, you know, should we do juice or yeah. should we do mezcal bar? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like you, I'm, it's, it's a conundrum. And so I was speaking with um, Mattia Milani, he's a good yeah. friend of ours who started this community, Terra Iris. Yeah. And he says, you know, it's not about the consumption, but again, it's like the intention. Yeah. He was telling me, you know, if, if you're present to a glass of mezcal and you're really honor it yeah. and you're present with it, like a glass of wine, it's always the abuse, yeah. you know. 
So, so maybe we're gonna do for me. We're gonna do juice during the day and mezcal and wine during the night. <laughs> but it's a, it's a big topic that you're exploring. It's amazing that but you, you do know, this work. In this conversation, it seems that we talk to many different things, but at the at the, at the end, the it's, it's all the same. No, yeah. low frequency, high frequency, the music, the life, yeah. the, the 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 intention. I mean, it's it's all the same. No. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I just would like you to try again. I know it's very complicated stuff, but um, you know when you say f music is frequency, low frequency, high frequency. Can you tell me more about that? Okay. Well, music is basically three things. No, it's melody, harmony, and and rhythm. Melody, harmony, and rhythm. The rhythm is the you know the drum. Yeah. The melodies, maybe the 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 singing voice, yeah. and the harmony is the scale of the of the. That's that's what music is is made of. No? So depending on how you combine these uh, uh, elements, you get a different uh, result on the on the the listener. No, and you can music is really transformative. I mean, uh, we are made of. All our cells are vibrating in, in, in cells. So when we receive this music, we are our cells start vibrating in another state. We are instruments ourselves. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to uh, metal, hard metal music, immediately you get this like kind of you want to jump into confrontational. The audience, yeah, and be you know aggressive. And if you're listening to, I mean, this is immediate. You will receive these frequencies, and our body reacts. And, uh, It's so, so <laughs> amazing, amazing. But so, what's your dream for the next five, ten, fifteen, twenty years of House of Frequency? Okay, there is this branding agency that we've been using for Terra Viva for the, our uh, regenerative farm. They was they make us do this exercise. Okay, imagine it's twenty years from now. Yeah. So twenty forty three. Yeah. There's an article of House of Frequency on the newspaper. Yeah. What does it say? Well. 2043. Yeah. Well, I'm. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about 2043. I, I have two kids, and uh, these last two summers it's been fucking, you know, hot in Ibiza. Ah, yes. I don't know how it's going to be 2043 in 20 years. I'm really concerned. That's why all my projects are also related to earth conservation. No? We, I think we need. It's impossible to. To, to stop the you know the the, the the climate change effects but at least we should do a little no but it, it is possible other. it is you know like in Ibiza in Ibiza is 500 square kilometer yeah you know one third is pine and one third is abandoned land or tilled yeah so two thirds doesn't absorb very much co2 yeah. and does absorb much water yeah with this movement with all these regenerative farms like juntos and uh, san cristobal and terra masia and terra iris and terra viva there is a movement of people regenerating the land yeah. creating biodiversity integrating animals and that will create more water will retain the water that otherwise goes into the sea It would retain the water in the in the aquifer. Will retain the CO 2 and if we regenerate 100 square kilometer, we can change the climate in this island. You know, it will be more temperate. We will not have 40. Even degrees. if the, the 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 whole planet. Even if the whole planet, because it's very local. You know, yeah. it will become more moist, more you know, less dry in the summer, and 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 you know, we can 
create water with regeneration. That's why that's why it's yeah. it's it's talked everywhere. You know, re- regenerative agriculture is one of the top solution for climate change. You know, yeah. we can do that. Um, but so forget a little bit, assuming that we solve the climate <laughs> crisis and maybe let's reduce one year because otherwise we went too out there. So yeah. House of Frequency 2033, yeah. <laughs> 10 years from now, what do you want to see an article say about House of Frequency label? I mean, first, I would love to be here in the island is in 20 years. It's, it's, it's difficult, no? The island is getting, you know, um, so too expensive. expensive. It's too expensive, yeah. no? And and many interesting people and and, 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 and artists and many they, they cannot to afford li- to live here, yeah. you know. And for me, this is a, a disaster. So if only really wealthy people can live in the island, uh, I mean, there are many interesting wealthy people living in the island. But uh, for me, there is a, there is a problem, no? Yeah. So. For me, I mean, House of Frequency is, is one of the projects I have. And really, um, mental health for me is really important issue, as, as, as much as the Earth conservation. So House of Frequency is there's, you know, vehicles in order to restore, you know, mental health problems, uh, consciousness in order to be more, yeah. you know. So it's not my House of Frequency, my main, you know, thing. I I wanted to be to keep being like it is. I mean, it's a it's a place for artists to to meet themselves, to have you know the tools in order to to create music. Uh, I love uh, to help as many artists as yeah. talented as Alex or Ape as, yeah. as I can. Yeah. There is a lot of artists right now in the world. I mean, it's really yeah. easy to to achieve. Yeah. So maybe so maybe the article says. 20 years ago, House of Frequency created a, ten, a, a trend of live music with intention that has developed into communities where artists would live together and regenerate the land, yeah. creating pod of creativity. And, you know, it's like Terra Iris is doing it, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Like, it's true. It's exp- Ibiza is expensive if yeah. you want a big house on your own. Yeah. But if you divide the rent in 10, 15 people, it becomes yeah. affording. Yeah. And then you know if you the problem is the law that doesn't allow you to do that. And, uh, some some law doesn't. So maybe that's the. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you have a six bedroom, seven bedroom house, you can leave yeah. ten people, and then maybe uh, you know, yeah. couple of people are hidden somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now that's you. That's a very good point about Ibiza being so expensive. Yeah. But I, it is possible that with this the community model, yeah. it's a good model. I mean, it's not easy to live in community. But also can be an opportunity for growth, and that you know the Terra Iris model makes living in this island affordable. Yeah, and and you know like en- en- enterprise like mine, for example, with the hotelito in town, the Diffuso, in low season we're gonna have super good price for yeah. artists and yeah. practitioner. Yeah. you know maybe in the future there's gonna be a more seasonal type of Ibiza, yeah. where in the high season it's more for the rich people, yeah. and in low season it's more for the artists. Yeah. Totally, yeah. But even now, it's hard to find a, a, a house for the winter time in Ibiza. 
at the normal price. I mean. Yeah. But anyways, back to my yeah. I would love in 20 years to to keep in one of the agents, you know, uh, you know, for this transition. I think after the COVID, what happened in Ibiza is okay. It's, it's good the club scene, the nightlife, the luxury thing, the judge, and all these rich people. But the, I think the daylight has has you know uh, emerged in Ibiza with a lot of regenerative projects. Yeah. And, uh, so I would love to be part of this daylight movement, no? Yeah. All related with artists, music, consciousness, uh, taking care of mental health. I love this expression, the day life <laughs> instead of night life. Yeah. yeah. A conscious day life. Conscious day life. Amazing. Conscious movement. Amazing. Yeah. Listen, Diego, I think it's, that's been so nice to have you. I think you raised so many interesting topics. You're like walking the talk. You're doing the festival. You're producing interesting music. It's uh, I'm very grateful to have you here in the yeah. island. Is there anything you know? We're getting close to an hour. Is a perfect yeah. uh, time to to end. Well, I'm sure when I listen to this, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of many things I wanted to. You can come, come back if a person excuse yeah. for us to yeah. to meet again. Of course, for <laughs> sure. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Diego. Thank you. Coca sunara sunara yente 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 Coca sunara sunara yente